My voice is a lot like a Ford F-150. <laughs> Beef, it's what's for dinner. baby my wife hates it when i do that i drink wife I, no i drink nice nice dude <laughs> <laughs> i drink wine and apparently uh-huh. every time i go and she mm-hmm. hates it she hates it with a vitriol hey all right here we go we're back baby all right we got some feedback on bits tell us about the bits eliezer uh last name 2.0 Oh, okay, so it's not the original one. Not the same one. No, there's no way that it would be the same one. Do you want to do stale bits or do you want to do hilarious recurring bits? What bad bits are stale? Yeah, tell us. Give us the bad news first. Really? Okay. All right. Uh, Eliezer thinks that anything... This is too mean. I can't say it. Say it. No. We'll be fine. If it's mean, we know it's an exaggeration. If, if it's mean, we know to ignore it. Anything Patrick says after Ethan says, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Oh, man. I, uh, oh, that was, yeah, that's a bad bit. That, that hurts. Dang. That hurts. I've had some good ones, though, so. It's not really a joke as much as it's yeah, a way exactly. to comfortably wrap up the show. Just wrap it up. You know? Yeah. yeah. So we can ignore that one. We'll be fine. Uh, Jeremy says, Dr. Ethan's dating corner has to, has to be wrapped up. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And McDonald's is going to get rid of the Big Mac. Okay. <laughs> Look, even if nobody, even if, even if nobody buys it, it's the signature item. All right. <laughs> yeah, we just need more people to write in questions. Every time Catholic Match posts, we yeah. get like a ton of responses. So. Yeah. I will say that. Come on. I enjoy Doctor Ethan's dating corner. I wish people would give more information. Oh, it's the so worst. Could give a, a more detailed uh, progress. There's yeah, nothing. T- when someone says, like, I like this guy. He seems to be distant lately. What do I do? It's like, what are you? Are you, what, are you 55 years old? What, like, what is the, mm-hmm. I don't understand how to answer this question. Anyway. Yeah, it's a tough yeah. one. Anon also wants you to stop doing Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Just kidding, never stop Thank that. you, thank you. There yeah, it is. Really yeah. See, the people have spoken. Anonymous has spoken. The other person <laughs> Bully McGuire says, you gotta stop not bringing on the wives. We really, a lot of, a lot of effort for the wife cast lately. A lot yeah. of wife cast Maybe that's Maybe today. that could be like a Christmas episode or something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do, like a, yeah. we'll do like a Crunchmas special. Yeah. Ethan and Patrick save oh, Christmas. I've been saying this for years. We need you to do an Ethan and Patrick save have Christmas. have not been saying this for years. <laughs> I've said that. I said that our first year. I said Ethan and Patrick save Christmas. But what does that and mean? What are we saving? We're going to start saying Merry Christmas again, folks. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I've always, I've always loved that. I've always thought that that was Donald Trump's number one thing. <laughs> no, it's too cranky. He's just gonna start. We're gonna start saying. I texted you on Saturday, September twenty fifth. <laughs> okay, I searched he went the, text. Into the text. Merry Crunchmas. Ethan and Patrick save Christmas, but instead of finding Santa Claus and help him deliver presents, we run through the city and convince everyone to go to mass. What was my response? You responded with planning the YouTube channel, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And then I texted a picture of me sitting next to a Christmas tree in September. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. Camille Gaidry? How did you uh, say that? Gaidry? I only ever read her Goudry. name. Gaidry. Gaidry says, I think the stale ones are pretty dead at this point. So good job, guys. You, you weaned them out. That's Thanks. what we're good at. Too Chad to be sad says, get rid of the dating corner. Make it a marriage enrichment 
market. Okay, so <laughs> the interesting thing to know about married people is that they aren't typically looking for people to tell them how to be better at their vocation. Yeah, that's on true. A, in a general sense. No, married people don't like looking yes. for help. Hence the that's 50% true. divorce rate in our country. I don't know. Do you guys have that up there? <laughs> I see. All right, Philip, I'm so sorry, man. I wish you could participate more. I couldn't get the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, too. no, it's it's cool. It's cool. I'm going to send it to you now. There we go. Let's get Philip yeah, in the cast. I'm so sorry. Welcome Phil. to the Philcast. I thought this would be Welcome much Welcome to faster. the Philcast. Welcome to the Philcast. Philip has been wonderful. Uh, I'm going to finish the hilarious recurring bits. And Philip, Ooh. if you could prepare. For the topic? E and F. No, E and F. Oh, okay. Philip's also going to contribute a lot for the topic. Because oh, I'm ready I, for the topic. Pe- people are Is the so topic going to be me disagreeing with Philip on the most recent episode? Oh. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> No, it doesn't have to be. But what did you disagree about? I just, I think that for a large subsect of people in America, doing spiritual reading like Imitation of Christ is probably more important on a daily basis than reading the catechism. Oh, that would be interesting. Okay. Take it up with Dave Van Bickle. What's the difference? <laughs> Get out of here. You know the difference. One's a dictionary and one's a spiritual book. Um, the, the, listen, 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 listen. The catechism contains the church's only official document on prayer. That's true. That's a good point. Thank I'm you. not. I'm not saying. I don't think anybody would go wrong reading the section on prayer. But I think reading on the section of the church as a congregation, you know, might might be a little bit limiting. I see what you're. I see hour. your point, and I understand yes. your point. That's all I'm saying. This is. I think you're wrong. I'm that's sure. interesting. We have a bit of a topic. Let's let's see how you guys. Sorry, this is not to totally throw well, off your show <laughs> to do our own podcast. <laughs> it's just. A, it's just. I have. A, you know, like when the doctor hits your knee with a hammer. That's me. Whenever I have an opinion, I just go ah yes. opinion. Patrick, I don't know. It sounds like, sounds like a little bit like ADHD, man. But I'll I'll cut that out. No, nah, it's pro. Well, I did lie on my ADD test. That's a good sign. They- <laughs> I knew I didn't want I didn't want medicine, and so I was. They were like, "Do you ever uh, find yourself leaving conversations before they're finished?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, uh-uh. never done that before." Leaves the office. Regan, can you tell us what our funniest bits are, please? All right, Eliezer 2.0 says, Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that blank is repeatable comedic gold. Came up with that one on a hike. Although he was the same guy who said, Patch, do you have anything else for the people should die? So get, you know. It's just fundamentally, it's the same joke. Yeah, pretty much the same it's, joke. It's and it's, it's a bookend. Much. It's important. Yeah. Cuisinart hmm. says, You got to keep doing the Cuisinart bit, but let <laughs> Cuisinart die. So I don't know. He just huh? spelled Cuisinart different twice. Cuisine art versus cuisine art. Yeah, he he wants he wants to sit keep for you to keep saying cuisine art, but stop saying cuisine art. I don't think anyone says cuisine. I think I think it's cuisine art. It has to be cuisine art. What else would it be? He wants us to make the joke, but not mispronounce it anymore. I no, I think he wants you to mispronounce it. Interesting, because the way he wants you to keep doing it is spelled Q U E E Z in art. That's not how it's spelled. No, So. so I think he wants you to keep saying cuisine art. Huh. The way it's supposed to be said. Josh says nothing. All right. Miss Ma'am says, <laughs> you got to keep doing, who's this guy? What's he doing? What's he up to? <laughs> What's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy says, you got to keep doing the crunch on that bumper. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Take that. I thought this section was going to be good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it has only brought pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And, oh uh, man! He says, "Yeah, he said Doctor Ethan's dating friend got to die. That was that was him. that's so weird." Anon says, "You got to keep doing Eliezer bits. I don't know how to spell it, but you know who it is." Oh, Poor Eliezer. We can't we can't keep hitting that guy while he's down. 
he doesn't he's even never know. returned. He's never shown his face. So he's an enigma. As Answer far as we dubia. know, one day we will know. One day we will know who it is. One time, uh, uh, we we someone at my school started this anonymous Twitter account for our choir teacher, and I thought it was this one girl, and I was like, she's doing it for attention. I was like really pissed off about the account, mm-hmm. and then I was like making, I was making fun of this account. I was like, whoever started this account, blah 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 blah, and then um, my friend opened her phone and showed me her Twitter accounts, and it was the account, and I was like, no. <sighs> I felt so bad, and so that's why I, why I hesitate hammering on someone who's anonymous. Because I have no I've hesitation hammering on someone who's anonymous because they might be a thirty year old married woman. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, wow. on, on your ADD test, do you ever accidentally say rash or rude things? No, 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 never. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Bully McGuire says, never let Dr. Ethan's dating corner die. Two Chad says, keep doing got anything else for the people. There you go. There it is. Yeah, there look at that. It's, yeah. it's canceled out. At and the very least, we one. should feel nothing there about you go. it. Kelly Gibo says, Eleazar. Keep doing the Eleazar bit. Wow, two for Eleazar. Man, these um, people really like hating on Eleazar. <laughs> uh, hating Camille, on our boy. Camille Guidry That's probably it. says... Is, okay, well, she's explaining. She picked Team Patrick. Come on. So she said, I picked Team Patrick, but said Ethan is funnier, so that evens out. Oh, I see. That makes sense. I promise I like you both equally, even though my mom roasted Ethan that one time, and he seemed pretty affected by it. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Wait, what did what did she say? She just, I think that she, it was like she was listening in the car with her mom, and her mom said something about something I said or my voice or something. Oh, no. That's so and sad. And I pretended to be like, I pretended to be upset about it, but it's like, it's cool. I'm just glad that women over the age of 40 are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, and they always will. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We're going to have like, maybe like, not 10 minute topics, but like two minute topics. Sure. So before, before we do that, I'll just mention, I said, what would you like to see Ethan and Patrick do next? Mm. Next. Uh, <laughs> we have more Bible cast, please. Uh, uh-huh. Art says, SoundCloud rap. <laughs> No. But also a book club podcast. Miss Mam says, a couple podcast and a wedding picture review. <laughs> Jeremy says, nothing keep it as it is. We do owe the people <laughs> another Bible. You to expand your horizons, apparently. Anonymous says, karaoke. Bully McGuire says, when it's possible, go and do live shows. Camille says, I don't know, just keep doing what y'all like and makes you happy because we come to hear y'all talk. So do what is exciting for you, and I'll keep listening and giving you my cold, hard cash. Nice. Thanks, Camille. <laughs> Two Trad said, bring back tweets that made me sad. We're not bringing back tweets that made me sad. <laughs> do you sad. have time for me to read the entire internet? <laughs> no. The whole thing. <laughs> All right, Philip. We have two-minute topics coming up. Let's let's hit them. Do you want to say hi? Real quick, say hi. Guys, 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 guys. My wife's going to say hi real quick. Exclusive Emma content. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi Emma. Hi. I can't hear you, but hi. They're all so excited that you're here. <laughs> wow. I love you too. Bye. My wife came on the podcast last episode and I said, you want to be on the podcast? And she said, no, no, <laughs> that's really funny. So. That was pretty funny. I heard that. All right. Sorry to interrupt, but here we go. What we're looking at here, it's what's one thing you'd like to know about Ethan or Patrick. And so we'll just go mm. right through it. We'll start with Eliezer. And so he wants to know Ethan. Yeah. How is it creating the Catholic community in OKC going? Can you make a podcast just about that idea? Dang. I would love to make a podcast just about that. The It's going, it's very challenging because in order to do something like that on the scale that we're wanting to do it, and it's not even that big of a scale, it's like seven or eight families. You just have to get people all in a room together to have conversations on a somewhat regular basis so that you can talk about where are we going and what pace are we going at? And 
Are we making sure we're taking into account everybody's thoughts and prayers and discernment and all these things? And so the hardest thing right now is just like it's getting into holiday season and people don't have time to to meet or talk or whatever. And so we have this desire to like, everybody get together, like, let's all have dinner, let's all talk and realizing that we probably have to do a Zoom call, which is just frustrating. So it's it's going well, we're moving, we're kind of wrapping up our time of prayer and discernment right now. And we should have a, a meeting here soon and get like final commitments from people of like who wants to be in and who is going to say either we're out or we're going to stand by the sidelines. And like, if we want to join in, we will kind of a thing. Mm. Um, I would love to do a podcast about that at some point, but something actually has to happen first. So it's taking time, but it it has, there's a lot of logistical challenges of people living all over the place, having different kinds of jobs, different places in their vocation, that kind of thing. So that's why most people don't do it is because you have to fight through all of this stuff, which is kind of the reason yeah. that I know I have yeah, to keep have my to head down and it. keep pushing or else it's going to fall yeah. apart. Okay. So Patrick, yes. what Eliezer wants to know is, okay. do you think youth ministry is worth it for dioceses that are really struggling? Youth ministry feels useless in my rural, under-resourced Midwest diocese. Honestly, I think two years ago I would have said yes, but <laughs> now I don't. I don't think youth minute. I think if you're in a, if you are in a, an area that is so like in terms of human, in terms of human resources to use a, a business term is so scarce. The last thing you want to do is start a niched ministry. Do you know what I mean? Do you mean niched? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I switched it. All right. <laughs> I think, I, I think like, cause no kid likes coming to the only reason why, why, I, when when I started last the last youth ministry and then this one, like the only reason why kids come to the small youth ministry is because they like not the only reason, but like they know it's going to grow into something a community that's that's larger. And we wouldn't do this. We wouldn't do youth ministry specifically for high school students if there wasn't a need to reach a large number of teens. But if there's not a need in your area to reach a large number of teens. I would just stick to family ministry. Is that fair? What do you think, Ethan? I think, yeah, if you have limited resources, you should solve the root of the problem. Youth ministry in general is a Band-Aid solution to the fact that the faith isn't taught in the home. Yeah. And it's just an acknowledgement by suburban people that, oh, we're not going to teach the faith in the home, so we'll send our kid to this thing and that'll be enough. And so if you have no resources at all, don't don't treat the – the fewer resources you have, the less availability you have to treat the the branches rather than the actual root. So just go straight after the root, evangelize the parents. And if that's if you can do anything, evangelize the parents, and then the rest of it will will sort itself out in time. It might not be as fun, right? You can't take parents to a Steubenville conference, um, so there's it's not as attractive. But it's what you have to do. So that I would agree with you on that front, Pat. Yeah, because I think I think family ministry is just more. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's more efficient. And by that, I mean, like, it allows for more people to enter. And you're not just like, why is no one coming to my pizza party? Well, it's because everyone yeah. lives 26 miles away from each other. You know, it's just it's it's a, it's just a drive, you know, in the Manitoba wilderness, <laughs> in, the, in the great in the great white north. Yeah, just north of Climax, Saskatchewan. Mm. Mm. Philip, save me. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope that was good. Like, Eliezer, thank you for asking some actually some pretty good questions there um, yeah those are great yeah i hope that was helpful for you oh i forgot F- philip's oh, sort okay. of the oh, pastoral good, yeah. one of he the is both of us, so. at least somebody's doing it i'm just kidding. hey what i'm sorry that's not what i, that's not what I meant 
Philip is the Patrick of the Scruple. Let's I, just put you it might that be right. <laughs> Although yeah. we both think we're the Ethan. <laughs> I will gladly be the Patrick of the Scruple. That, honestly, true. everyone wants to be the Ethan, and they should. Ethan is great, and this is my Everyone opinion. wants to be the Ethan until they realize that Patrick is the one that's actually kind and considerate. <laughs> <laughs> you, either, you either die the Ethan or live long enough. Oh, never mind. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Philip, what's next? I'll be the Patrick. I'm happy to be the Patrick. Okay, so I think Cuisinart, like, I don't know, Regan, do you think he messed up here? Like, uh, let me pull this it doesn't up. doesn't make let sense. It, it says, uh, what is one thing you'd like to know about Ethan? And he put Team Ethan or Team Patrick? Question. Hmm. I think he wants to know if Ethan is Team Ethan or Team Patrick. That's really funny. <laughs> I'm definitely Team Patrick. Hard not to be. I won't, yeah. I won't get mad at you if you say you're Team Ethan. No, I mean, the... Can you imagine the audacity of coming onto someone else's podcast, <laughs> being asked the question, are you Team Ethan or Team Patrick, and saying that I'm Team Ethan? I'm not going to do that. Don't set me up for failure. I'm definitely Team Patrick. I think Patrick's great. I think more people should appreciate the wow. the intelligence uh, that he has and read his articles and pay him to write more articles. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Patrick, I read your book draft. It was really good. Wait, really? Hold on. Yeah. When did I post that? That's so that nice That was a while ago. I thought it was really good. Thanks. No one picked it up, but thank you. <laughs> Patrick's a very good writer and has very good ideas. He is. And nobody, nobody talks about no, this. No, this is a pro-Patrick podcast. Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. very pro-Patrick here. And I honestly, this these, this spreadsheet is giving a very pro-Pat vibe. So don't, don't don't despair, Pat. That's helpful. That's helpful. Your spreadsheet's probably faulty, though. So. It's probably well, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a good sample Ethan size. did say the, the results would be not true. Yeah. Think about it. Uh, okay, so this is where Jeremy, I guess, just wanted us to know about you. So Ethan, he says you're a mm-hmm. realtor. Uh, Patrick, he says you went <laughs> nice. to Franciscan. A, That's true. Those are the two facts. things. Yes. Thank you, Jeremy. Things that we talk about on the podcast every week. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, anonymous. Oh, okay, yeah. So anonymous was anonymous. Just wanted to know which one are you guys? <laughs> that's unironically like. When when we did our first C when we did our first C conference, people were like, "Oh, so that's who you are? Like you're Patrick?" Yeah, it was it was. I can never tell you guys apart. As if my voice could come out of his body. I know, it's crazy. I'm just yeah. I'm so confused by that because I never struggled with that. When I started uh, listening to the Crunch, I I my honest this is my first impression. I think oh like okay Ethan he's kind of got like a grizzle to him. You know he's like ah oh, he doesn't care what anyone <laughs> thinks. Uh, and then you got Patrick who's like, you know, he's, he's a funny guy and he, he's confident and he's, and he's kind of more of an intellectual. And I was confident. I was confident that there's no way that the grizzle guy, uh, I thought Patrick's voice was Ethan and I thought your voice, Ethan, was Patrick. Would you describe my voice as grizzled? It, it's got grizzle to it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of grizzle. <laughs> it's funny. People just talk about how grizzly something is. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say Patrick's voice is. My voice old. is a lot like a Ford F one fifty. My voice, <laughs> beef. It's what's for dinner. It's what's. That's an American uh, commercial. You guys have Fords right. up there? We oh, do. We got some Fords. Oh, oh we you got Fords. Oh yeah, the Fords. new Ford Bronco, eh? Oh yeah, that's oh, pretty yeah. nice, huh? Oh yeah, I love a good tricked out Ford Bronco. You needed to trudge through this. Although I'm selling my Jeep Wrangler, hey. Yeah, I'm in uh, the yeah. process right now, and it's uh, taking me a bit of time. <laughs> I don't know what that turned into. <laughs> I think someone stole your lucky charms. I think that's what happened there. <laughs> All right. We got some real questions now. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay, so here we go. Fire away. Bully McGuire. Uh, Ethan, he wants to know some of the challenges of being a focus missionary. Oh. <sighs> 
I mean, you're first of all, you're not working for CCO, which is just the hardest pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. He's really trying to get that rise they up. They keep yeah, looking across me. the pond. You're going to be a keynote speaker if you keep this up. Across the pond, huh, Patrick? The big <laughs> land pond in between America Across and the great frozen pond of <laughs> across the Hudson Bay. Frozen across pond the 10,000 ponds of Minnesota. Across Yo. Dakota, north, south, east, and west. L- lay um, off him. He's had a rough enough time, who? Ethan. Phil? That was an intentional error. Patrick. I don't know if you got that. <laughs> So what am I thinking about? What was the question? How hard is it to be a focus missionary? Yeah, some of the challenges of being Gosh, a focus missionary. It's, it's not that challenging. I mean, if if you Hot have takes. a hard time like calling strangers and fundraising, that's probably one of the more difficult things. Um, is just calling people and setting up a bunch of meetings and driving around and sitting down and asking people for money. If that makes you uncomfortable. That's going to be challenging. But once that's over with, um, and again, similarly, like if you have trouble talking to strangers, most of your first you know, a couple of months is talking to people that you don't know and inviting them to a Bible study and getting used to just kind of not making a fool of yourself, but just not caring what the 18 year olds around you think about you can be a challenging thing to get over. The schedule can be pretty grueling because a lot of Catholic centers have mass in the evening. We had mass at 9 PM and uh, your holy hour is typically at eight in the morning. And so you just have long days uh, for the most part. And uh, your team might not be your favorite people. And so you are, uh, do you have teams in CCO, Phil? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, How many people? Uh, three, to, three to five, but most yeah. common is four. That's, yeah, it's similar to us. And sometimes you get stuck with three other people that just are not like you and don't understand yep. you and are not uh, rejuvenating when you spend time around them. And so it, uh, it can be very, very hard when all of your missionary efforts and all of your time in meetings and all of your, like when you live, you're with these people, like you go to bed, you're with these people, you wake up, you're with these people. That can be very hard if you don't have a, a team that you naturally get along with, that you don't have a human connection. Um, so you have to learn how to choose to love people, which is uh, hard. So I would say there's lots of challenges. But on the whole, like you get to live a college lifestyle with college students and introduce them to the gospel. And so it just more than makes up for all of the bad stuff. Yeah, totally. You just described my life. But yeah, it does more than make up for it for sure. Yep, 100%. Okay. Um, boys, what time are you wanting to go till? I'm fine, but I want to be respectful of you guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not worried. Me I either. got time. Yeah, by yeah. The oh, way. yeah, I'm okay. good. Because this is gold we're putting out. But I, <laughs> I, you know, just I want to know how much time we have left to spin it. Yeah, want to be yeah, respectful. Be right. Totally. Thank you. Guys. If my wife comes in and and looks at me again, I'll know that I need to go. But I think for now we're we're doing okay. 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 Some mixed connotations to that. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're trying to imply. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm confused next. as well. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this makes me very uncomfortable. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Regan. Regan is a walking innuendo. That's what I've learned from this podcast. <laughs> I'm uh, with hair like that. <laughs> That's true. With the little stash he's got working. Come on. Hey, shut up. I'm trying. Yeah. He's. Uh, he's always. He's always been. What? Like Those, really? Anyways, Pat. Maybe Bully- Regan oh. is the Patrick of the <laughs> no. Bully How McGuire wants to know. Um, he wants advice to people who want to start working in a parish. Oh, run! Um, no, that was that was that was not that wasn't charitable. Um, I don't I don't actually know. I've only I, I work for a really good parish now, and my last parish was 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 good. 
Um, hmm. But it, it was a, it was tough. The administration mm-hmm. was tough. Um, previous administration. The previous administration was tough. I, it's a really good question. I mean, like, understand that you're going you're going to have to make sacrifices, right? Like, it's not it, you're probably you might not have the best workplace. Um, it might not be the most organized place in the world. There might be a lot of uh, ambiguity regarding what your job is, the way certain things work. Um, you may you may have people that have un, un, un unspoken expectations of you because uh, you know that's just how they. This is what the youth minister at my old parish did. Blah blah blah. Um, and like you really need to find who. You need to find where like your your oasis is. Does that make sense? Like what what is the if if your if your parish if you need your parish staff to be a place that you can like just be like that was a big problem. It's like I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel secure with my parish staff mm. at Holy Spirit because I always felt like I was going to get in trouble for something, you know. Yeah. Um. And that wasn't that wasn't good. Um. With this parish it's different i feel like my my team are like they're like my friends and i could hang out with them on a weekend if i wanted to you know and that's that's something that i realized that i needed because i um i just just value those things and holy spirit like the place where i found i found comfort and and life was youth ministry which took place uh you know once a week and so that was an issue obviously and so i would just i would just like make sure you recognize what gives you life in your job. And if you realize that like 90% of your job is something that drains you, don't feel guilty if you have to leave. Mm. That's a lot of like, that's a lot of like doom and gloom, but also like working in a parish, you can really, you have an opportunity to really engage Catholics where they are because like, I don't know. It's like ground level ministry. It's really, it's really great. But like, you're pre- be prepared to be kind of disappointed. <laughs> it's mm. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like even even in my job now, there's tough things about working for the church. I mean, like, make sure that your faith isn't tied to your job. That's like the main. That's like the biggest thing. Because like, you you could very well like become face come face to face with an organization and be like, oh my gosh, it's so dysfunctional here. And then you could you could like associate that bad vibe with your faith and then. You know, then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I want to be Catholic anymore. That's a really tough place to be. I don't know. Just make sure that, you know, you have a, this is probably a better way to put it in a positive sense. Find your spiritual home Mm. and it might not be the parish you work at. Mm. That's my final advice. Make sure you have a spiritual home. Yeah. That's really good. Cool. That's That's all I got. Regan, is it, was it true that you were thinking about working at a parish at one point and maybe still are? I was. I I actually did feel maybe called to it at one point. I I was blessed to get this job at the diocese, which I know is different. Um, I don't know. I actually at one point really wanted to be a CCO missionary, and then at a parish, and then sort of just in you know in the midst of getting married. And that's a whole story. But I would not be close to the idea because you know gotta be open where wherever you're led. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and it's it's fun. it's good. I mean, I enjoy it. It's cool because like a priest walked in while I was I was cooking my lunch, and he was like, "Hey, have you eaten yet?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Can I give you the Eucharist?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Yeah." I was on a communion call, and this guy wasn't there, so and and Jesus is gonna go bad, so I want to give him to somebody. <laughs> and I got to receive or I had to receive communion on like a random Monday, just at my job. It yeah. was really cool. 
I couldn't go to mass that day and he just walked in with yeah, it's yeah. great. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah, I know I know at least one person that no longer works in a parish and I think had 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 they heard your advice years ago that they would have benefited greatly from that, I think. So yeah, I hope that's helpful. I I mean one of the, one of the best things that that I one of the best advices that I heard pieces of advice that I heard was like, "Hey, working for the church doesn't mean working at a parish." A lot of people think you have to work at a parish if you want to work in ministry, and that's not true. You can you can do other things too. Yeah, standard right. <laughs> um, Regan, do you want me to keep going? Cool. I hope that was sufficient. I think we should pick the next best two because some of them are some of them are kind of recurring. Yeah, I think I think two more would be good, and I think then I would have to jet, as they yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Ethan doesn't want to talk about a topic. Oh, I d- I definitely want to have a topic, but I just know that. I hear my yeah, wife yeah, setting yeah. the and table we've been, for dinner. We've been at this for a while already. Yeah, yeah. Regan, <laughs> you have, absolutely you pick the you pick one of them, and then I'll, I'll pick the other. Ethan, how are you liking working and also getting involved in your parish as a young adult volunteer? It has been an interesting experience for me. Dot dot dot. And I want I'm going to add to it Camille's question, especially now that you're not tied to a specific Catholic ministry. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm super involved in my parish per se. The, the people in the diocese, the powers that be, have caught wind of the fact that I can give talks. And so mm. uh, that has kind of been the thing that I've been doing. And I lead a Bible study at a local school that doesn't have any male-focused missionaries. Um, they just have ladies, and so they need guys to lead a Bible study. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now is I have been giving one talk a week somewhere in the city and leading a Bible study. And so... That takes up a good portion of my time. Um, I've done a little bit at the parish, but my parish is mostly really old, really rich people. So um, there's not a lot that I have found yet that I'm like, oh, this is definitely my niche, niche, uh, that I'm going to hop into. And that's the other thing about when you leave school or you leave being a focused missionary or leave being some kind of thing and you enter into the parish, everything moves a lot slower. You don't have to figure it out. You know, like I go to mass every day at the same parish and I, I pray with these people and I talk to them after mass as much as I can. I'm starting to get to know them. I'm starting to, you know, familiar faces are recognizing me and I'm recognizing them. And over time, the priest or the people who are involved or whoever are going to provide an opportunity for me to get involved. And I'm aware of those opportunities I'm, I'm just not, that's like not my first priority right now because I know that there's this college, there's this university that needs my skills as a focused missionary right now, right? And so I'm putting a lot of my time and energy into helping lead those young men. Um, and I know that I can't do that and also start a Bible study group at the parish. Like I just, I'm not trying to overextend myself. And so I think that's the thing that you have to recognize is um, it's okay to not do everything. You don't have to be, just because you're a young person who cares about the church and gets it doesn't mean you have to be the savior of your parish. What you should do is you should go to mass as often as you can. You should go to holy hour and adoration as often as you can and pray for the opportunity to serve. And then when it comes, ask for the courage to be able to say yes. And then find a thing that makes sense for you where you're at in your vocation and then just commit to it. And then, uh, not worry about doing anything else. So right now I'm kind of in a holding pattern in my parish. I'm serving in some other areas. That's not going to last forever. That's kind of only for a season right now. And that's okay. So who knows what will happen when it comes back around. But I think a lot of people come out of college and they think that they're going to be the bee's knees. And it's like, no, you're not the bee's knees. Um, the, 
the woman who's been running these programs for 30 years is the bee's knees. Deborah. Oh, yeah. Goes by Debbie. But Goes yeah. by Debbie. Kathy. There's there's like 15 Kathys at my oh, church. Oh, my God. Un- a not, a joke, a not a joke. At Holy Spirit, we had two coordinators of faith formation. Both were named Kathy. <laughs> yeah, a lot <laughs> of Kathys. A lot of Kathys. So <laughs> you just kind of have to... Honestly, it's like praying for... Just pray for patience, you know? I feel like a lot of it is... Um, I'm just thinking about the Israelites, you know, and they're they're invading Canaan or whatever. They just listened to what God said, and God was like, all right, wait, wait. All right, now a bunch of you go over here, and a bunch of you go over in there, and they're all going to come out of the city, and you're going to ambush them and take the city, you know? And it's like, it all happens super fast. And it wasn't because they charged down the front gates of this particular city. It was because God gave them a battle plan and that they followed that didn't make any sense at the outset. Yeah. But it ended up working out. And so I think you just need to wait and be ready to receive the plan whenever it comes and uh, and then execute it. So that means you always have to pray. You always have to be vigilant. You always got to be ready. A lot of us are just not ready. We consign ourselves to just living this life of useless consumption instead of instead of being prepared, you know, not for readiness. when the when the call might come. Oof. That's all I have to say. That was really good. That was a lot. That was good. Thanks. If we if we were if we had the time to get into the topic, that would be a good segue into the topic, I think. That would be a very good segue. I know. I'm sorry. It's no, 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 it's two, okay. In two hours. I know. We've had so much. We had this way more than fun. we thought we would. I, I I thought this would be like, oh, it's a fun little warm up, but I've had fun. You know, we're in the presence of the good doctor. Oh, you know. Okay. Mm. Amazing. And, you know, I, you know, you got too trad to be sad asking for a marriage enrichment market. But I think our boy, Philip, just got engaged oh, uh, last week. Huge. So I think it's time for the good doctor to switch uh, institutions into Dr. Ethan's marriage preparation. Okay. Corner. And, and Merce and Patrick. We're here. Merce Patrick. Yes, I'm here too. We're ready. Scalpel. You came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. So, am I supposed to be asking a question here? What do you want from me? I, well, Philip. He might be good, Regan. He might be like, yeah, I got that. Oh, he's better than me. I have no doubts for him, but I think maybe I want to ask the good doctor. Just being married himself, three months out of his residency, he's ready to go. What advice do uh, the good doctor and Nurse Patrick have for for Philip to one prepare for the for marriage and to especially for wedding prep because that was something that I was a lot harder than I expected. Oh, so, kind of what's your, what's your guys' wisdom on those two things? Yeah, I've got a lot because I'm recently out of it. Patrick will probably have some more refined thoughts because he's had some time to reflect and think. Um, number one, the thing you need to realize is that engagement is, is hard. And I know you mentioned the other day that it's not that hard. It feels like nothing has changed. As soon as Emma and I got engaged, we started fighting way more. (laughs) Mm. Mm. So don't be surprised when that happens. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just a part of being in a state of life where you're the most committed and you have the least amount of grace. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's just kind of have to deal with that. Be ready to have harder conversations and more real conversations than you have before and be prepared for little things to turn into big things that didn't turn into big things when you were dating, if that makes sense. Um, as far as wedding prep, I don't know. I mean, it depends on your, your bride to be honest and make sure that you 
communicate your expectations. Like I had to communicate with Emma, you know, I desire to have a lot of people at the wedding. I desire to have a big wedding. And she had to tell me, Ethan, I don't want a big wedding. So this is very stressful for me that you want a big wedding. Mm. And so that is something that like you have to be aware of, you know, is you guys have different expectations. And what is that we always say, Patrick, an expectation is a premeditated resentment. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Just over, over communicate about everything about your wedding. That's what I was going to say too. Over communication is like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. When you, whenever you're in a new relationship, like a new kind of relationship, over communication is really important. Which I'm sure you already do. Like even at a, like even like a work relationship, you know, like you're you're starting a new job. Over communication, but especially in marriage. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want you to over spiritualize your engagement too, because that's a temptation for missionary types to do. <laughs> is to just you know, oh, we're just gonna we just make sure we pray every day. You know, like we may, we have to make sure that we say the the DMC and the rosary and all of the liturgy of the hours, and make sure that we go to mass every single day. It's like dog. First of all, chill out, and then yes, you need to pray, and that's really important, and you should have some kind of devotional life that you're building with your fiance. Um, but you also just need to be like regular ass people <laughs> that like go out, make sure you're going out on dates, and making sure that you're having conversations, and making sure that you're resting the amount that you need to be resting. And like, it's okay if one day that you're too tired to go to daily mass. Like that's a, that's an okay thing. Mm. And so. Just uh, making sure that you're not like so focused in on like, I have to become the living embodiment of Ephesians 5. Like, no, <laughs> you, you, you don't have to do that. Uh, you just have to, um, you just have to love this woman and know, know that you're going to fall short. So Patrick, do you have any other thoughts? Do you have anything else for the people? Wow. Ooh, tough. Wow. Tough day. Uh, I mean, no, I, I, Ethan, Ethan pretty <laughs> much, Ethan pretty much nailed it. I think that, I think that was really solid advice. I have nothing else to add. I think it was great. Yeah, the over-spiritualizing thing. Missionary and Franciscan seems to have a lot in common. It, that was a very yeah. easy temptation at Franciscan, too, to be like, oh, my gosh, like, we didn't get engaged in the Portsiancola Chapel. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 We, we didn't pray the 64-day this, that, or the other thing, you know. Like the Jackie and Bobby story has ruined um, how our generation sees mm-hmm. Catholic marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just give yourself some mercy, give yourself some freedom and uh, ask for help. That This is the last thing that I'll say is that I really leaned into my male friendships during my engagement and that really helped like a lot. Um, every single day I was calling one or two of my guy friends and having 20, 30 minute conversations because I was just under a lot of stress. I was moving, I was changing jobs. I was planning a wedding. We were trying to get furniture. Like there were all these things going on all the time. And sometimes it's just good to have a guy friend to talk to that's not uh, your fiance. So I would say make sure you have really solid dudes um, surrounding you and that you can have communicated to them, hey, I'm going to need to call you a lot over the next nine months or whatever it is. Philip, you're a super holy man. Everyone who listens knows it. You're going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I am so excited for him and Alexia. Yes. It's going to be great. Thank you for the good doctor. Is that helpful, Philip, or was that patronizing? No, that was really helpful. Thank you. I actually yeah. really appreciate it coming on the pod and giving me advice. And it, it felt like a couple of like older, like I guess older brothers that like, giving me advice. So How old are really... you guys? Twenty two. I'm I'm twenty four, so I'm not that much. I'm like the same age. Yeah, yeah you're like oh, okay, you're yeah, I, I, you're same you guys are wiser, wiser than me. So thank you. Hmm. Did you say patronizing, Ethan? <laughs> I did say patronizing. 
Regan? That's patreon.com slash the scruple. Uh, we have some Timmy's Coffees <laughs> tiers up if you want Amazing. to take a look at those. We have zero patrons. Who wants to be the first patron? Whoever's listening to this? Yeah, you, you, the person listening to this. You should be the first patron. Amazing. Imagine. We're, you're making Imagine. history. Imagine what life is. The, the f- second podcast to join the Crunch Podcast Network coming soon. Yes. <laughs> it's coming, baby. Huge. There's so much more that we could talk about. I do, Patrick, we should come back on the Scruple sometime and talk about whatever. Or maybe we should have them on our show and we can talk about whatever their topic is. That's true. We do both have a show, yeah. though. So let's go. You, there's not that much. We're fun. not ready for the pub. There's not a lot of pub. It's the, the crunch bump is like it's point. It's a hill. Percent. It's a hill. It's nothing. All right. Someone's you guys got to close the show. I'm listening to this in the future right now and saying wrap it up. All right. Philip, take it away, buddy. All right. Well, that's been episode eight, I think, of The Scruple. Thank you so much to the gentleman at The Crunch for joining us today. It has been a lot of fun. I think our our humble, humble audience will actually be very, uh, very blessed by what you guys had to say today. And the, this was this is good. They're not as it's actually not the worst thing to record an episode with the guys that inspired you to do so. They're actually really nice. So go over and listen to them at the crunch. Yeah, unless they get drunk and they forget to record the actual yeah. podcast. Don't meet your heroes. As <laughs> don't meet your heroes. I actually yes. don't know that story. Shoot. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. One time Catching Foxes invited us on the show and they just they drank a lot and they ended up not recording the audio. So it was just like a, <laughs> no. a very disappointing what? evening. It was very yeah. sad for well, all thank, of us. Yeah. Thank, you, yeah. thank you guys for not doing That's the same. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it was very oh, easy. You guys have... <laughs> You guys have been great. You've been so uh, wonderful scheduling and everything. I'm so I'm so yeah, happy and honored really. that you came on the show. Absolutely, man. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? <laughs> Stop insulting my bits. They're good bits, Brent. They're good bits. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll all be praying for you. Please pray for us. And until next time, what's the bit? Thank you all. I don't even know what it is. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>